Shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Line you won't tear down. Coming after me.
1 Corinthians chapter 13. The love chapter. Now, I say it that way because over the centuries, certainly in modern times, 1 Corinthians 13 has become kind of the go-to wedding passage that somebody reads or the pastor reads in the context of his message. And it's lovely, it's beautiful, and it applies, but it's not the best application of this text. Uh, while our earthly love should certainly embody all of the things that it talks about in here, the, the emphasis of this passage is really more related to the kinds of things that we're talking about as we talk about um, Advent and the coming of Christ, in that this is a description of God's love, which we should try to emulate. And in that way, it, it's a little bit misapplied in the wedding context, because this is not an, uh, an erotic love or romantic love. Um, this is actually separated from those types of thinking and feeling to something that is frankly more elevated than those. And it's the love of God, this, this agape love, as opposed to eros, love, E-R-O-S,
noticeable, more, more uh, public. And people are like, ooh, I like that. That's the, the nature of the way the gifts are given, right? The, the giver determines the gift. And so there was a conflict among the church, and we still see this in the modern church in some of our uh, fellow traditions and practices around us where it comes to charismatic theology and charismatic practice and the emphasis of tongues or the emphasis of healing, uh, both of which I believe are still valid gifts that God gives. Um, I'll say that with a caveat when it comes to tongues. Uh, I do not believe that the Bible teaches that there is a, an unknown language that we speak with. Uh, in fact, if we were to, I'm not going to dissect this today, but if we were to go back and dissect chapter 14, where he talks very specifically about prophecy and tongues. If you look at it carefully, there's no mystery that the tongues he is speaking of is that you and I would find ourselves in an environment with people who speak another language that we do not speak. But God gives us supernatural utterance to speak in their language, and they hear us. It's not even a question, do we actually speak their language, or do they just hear us in their language? I don't know. But we see it actually worked out in the first stories in the book of Acts, where the disciples have the Holy Spirit has fallen on them. They go out, they are among the people of the world, and all of the people, it says, are hearing the apostles speak in their native languages, and these are languages that the apostles do not know how to speak naturally. And so there's still this tension over certain gifts and certain expressions prophecy, and all of those things in the modern church, it really hasn't changed a lot since the days of the early church. So I say all of that to say, we're going to launch into chapter 13, and I just want to pull out some specific things here to give us both insight into the love of God, and maybe some encouragement about how we can live that out in our own lives. Now, uh, back to our modern perceptions of what love is. This can be difficult for us because we have to wrestle with the bombardment of modern culture, pop culture, film, music, all of those things that we consume that come into our brains and shape the way that we think. If we don't allow ourselves to be disciplined as we come under the Word of God, and I'm not saying discipline to me in any way, I'm saying let the Word of God speak to you as it is and communicate to you the truth that God wants to communicate to you. I'm not asking you to buy into what I'm thinking. I want you to buy into what this is telling us. But it can be difficult to wrestle with those tensions of what all the messages that we're getting from all over the, all over the world. And it's really important, I think, especially for those of us as adults or um, we have friendships with young people particularly, social media, we understand all of those pressures and things that are happening out there, um, the accessibility to inappropriate content that our world is flooded with right now, and we've got any looking at those kinds of statistics with our children, uh, it's terrifying uh, what's both available and how that's being consumed by the youngest people of our communities. It's good for us to have an understanding of what God's love is like, how it behaves, and how it manifests itself to us, and therefore as we should manifest to other people. Because we might be the one who can show someone else what true love looks like and should be like. Alright, so that's why we're in this passage today. It is the purpose for which Christ came. Um, John, first John I think it is, says literally God is Jesus said to his disciples, the world will know that you follow me when they see the love that you have for one another. Boy, would that that be true. Amen? I, I would love to see that be the banner with which Christianity actually sweeps across the face of the planet, is that when we touch any life in any of these places that we've been talking about, like our international missions offering, that that comes to their lips is how we love one another. Tough time 
give you that word of caution to examine yourself under the light of Scripture and say, am I demonstrating, am I embodying the love of God? So here we go. Chapter 13, verse 1. So he addresses this controversy. He begins to address this controversy, and then he really gets to the details of chapter 14, but he touches on it right here. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries of all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body, Now, what is Paul saying is 
and do these two things, and everything else that God desires for you to do will, will just will just build on that foundation, he says. But you gotta start there. So he says here, it doesn't matter if you if you can move a mountain. If you live in utter poverty, trying to impress people. Yes. 
rest of this chapter 13 language is, it's still only in part. It's only a glimpse of what God's love is really like. How magnificent it really is. That one day, face to face, the mirror will be fully, fully detailed and so clear and bright and magnificent that I will see everything. And then it says, So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three but the greatest of these is love. Not squishy, bushy, just face love. Not guilt love. Love